Welcome back to the GS Fuel Places podcast. I'm your host, Mackenzie Marsh, and we are on episode three. I've been sitting here because I am recording on Saturday. Look how early I am this time, guys. And I posted a poll being like, which topic should we chat about today? Should it be like life post breakup and singleness or like my fitness slash relationship with food? And it keeps going back and forth of like, which one's higher? So I don't really know what we're talking about yet. You probably know because the title is probably one of those. So it's a surprise to me, which we're gonna talk about. We're gonna do some life updates first and then we'll get into which one we're actually picking for the topic of this podcast. Because truthfully, one will probably be this week's episode and the next will be the following week because I wanna talk about both of these things. I think a lot of my stuff on social media is doing well around both of these things. Thus, I'm like, yeah, let's jump on it. Maybe you're a new listener, you saw a reel or something like that about one of these topics and you're here for the first time. So if you're new here, hi, welcome. I'm so happy you're here. I'd love if you would listen to the first two episodes, kind of give you a little bit more of a introductory into my life, more of me, because if we're talking about either breakups or relationship with food, this is a very strange introduction into me and who I am. But welcome you're getting a really deep straight in the face version of me today i guess okay starting with live updates i am recording this like two days three days after the last episode just went up and i did record that one on thursday when these launch on thursdays i had good life updates and then i completely forgot about it i just booked a trip i haven't been on a trip in what feels like so long but it really hasn't been that long. It's been since, I guess the middle of July. So it has been a little bit. No, I literally was in Mexico two weeks ago. That's embarrassing. Okay. I booked a trip to Boston, Cape Cod. Kayla, Marie and I are going up there to celebrate Marie's birthday, which is so exciting. Very excited about that. What else is new? I'm also going to the JW, I don't know what it's called, conference, the end of this month. So if you're going, it's in Orlando. I really should figure out what that's called, but oh well. I'm going to that conference. Jenny Allen's gonna be there. Um, Other like worship bands are gonna be there. I'm mainly going for Jenny Allen because you guys know I'm obsessed with her. So I'm so excited to see her speak live because she spoke at Passion and I went to Passion two years ago. I guess it was two years ago and I got COVID the first day. So I literally was like down bad. My ex-boyfriend and I drove up, literally turned around and drove back like the next day. Couldn't get our money back at our hotel, but I was like dying on the hotel floor. Um, It was not a a great time. So I did in fact miss seeing Jenny Allen and you know, passion tickets are kind of expensive too. So that was not overly ideal. Um, So happy that I'm gonna be able to see her again. Very exciting. What else is new in my life? I feel like I always have to go through my camera roll in order to see what's new in my life. I'm just busy right now. Like life is so good, but it still is so busy. And it's definitely like stressing me out a little bit, but we're moving. We're moving and grooving. Oh, Thursday we went and got Starbucks. It felt wrong. It felt like I was cheating on Duncan, but I did it and I went. Although most of the Starbucks drink is still sitting in my fridge because I didn't drink most of it. I like Starbucks chai, that's kind of about it. Um, So I got 
a shaken espresso, I think, with like pumpkin. And the majority, like we got venti's in there is about this much of a drink. So still low to my girl, Duncan. Love her. I know Lainey's boyfriend, Austin, is gonna make fun of me for talking about Duncan as a her again, because I got so many videos of him roasting me in the last video for saying we love her about Duncan. So whatever, ignore that. If you're making fun of me, whatever. Anyways, let's see what we're at votes wise. Uh, we're higher about fitness journey slash relationship with food, which I felt like the life in singleness was gonna do better. So I kind of like thought of that topic a little more. I think I might still do the life in singleness post breakup topic right now because that just feels more fitting to like, not what's going on this week, but what's going on this week. Yeah, they're close enough. Okay, so today's episode, we're gonna chat about life in singleness slash post breakup. A few weeks ago, I was chatting with a friend who was going through a breakup and I feel like a lot of times when I give breakup advice or when people take breakup advice, I'm the first to be like, no, 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 you don't know what I'm going through. And before you shut off this episode and you're like, Mackenzie, you have no idea what I'm going through. My pain is so much worse than yours. I loved him so much more than you loved your boyfriend or like any sort of thing. I wanna give a little bit of context about my relationship without going too deep into it because that's just not something I feel overly comfortable doing on the internet. We dated for about five years. Granted, we did break up for about a year in between that. Um, we had a lot of trauma bond things happening in both of our families that connected us in some way, shape, or the form where it was a very reliant relationship in that way. Um, he was my best friend since I was 15 years old. So breaking up at 22 years later was difficult. We started dating when we were 17, basically did all of college together. I moved back to West Palm Beach for him. The plan was we were gonna get married actually this September and that was supposed to be our lives. And about a year ago, we broke up and it sent me into a downward spiral, like a legitimate downward spiral. And now I'm a little over a year post breakup and I can honestly say with everything in me that breakup was the best thing that ever happened to me. Without a doubt, the best thing that's ever happened to me. And I don't say that to sound insensitive because it was also the worst pain I've literally ever gone through. But it changed and shaped me in so many ways. And maybe not even necessarily the breakup because the heartbreak from it was horrible. But this season of singleness over the past year, specifically over the past nine months, because the first six months, Lord knows I was not living a great life, but the past nine months have been so good, I can't even put it into words. I'll give a little bit of brief context about the first six months because if you're post breakup, I'm gonna do a very, here's how to heal from a breakup episode too, but this is not what this is. This is a life and singleness type of episode, mostly because I don't know how to approach how much to talk about, about breakup and about details of the breakup. I don't wanna say anything negative about him whatsoever. So I need to figure out how to approach that before I do an entire episode on, hi, this is what my breakup was like, you know? 
So a little bit of context. We broke up last June, like end of June, beginning of July. And I just buried myself in resentment. And like I've mentioned before, one sin happens, it leads to a lot of others. So it started with resentment and then it kind of spiraled from there into pulling away from a lot of my friendships into completely secluding myself. I was living at his family's house. So when we broke up, I was homeless and I was sleeping on friends' couches. There were certain nights where I didn't know where I was gonna be sleeping at night. Um, and I'm such a homebody, like such a homebody, it's not even funny. So that was probably, yes, the heartbreak was horrible, but not having a home and not having a place where I felt safe was horrible for me. And it was doing so much to me mentally. And on top of that, I was someone who struggled with a, I say borderline eating disorder. It was definitely an eating disorder. It was just undiagnosed. I never went and got it necessarily checked out. In college, I dealt with that. So when the breakup hit and I didn't have a stable home, I didn't have anywhere to cook and I was freakishly obsessed with eating healthy at that time, but it was just hard to do when you were sleeping on friends' couches and you always had to eat out. And then I just quit my job two months prior to do influencing stuff full time. And it was just a lot at once, like a lot at once. So my diet started to fall and not even necessarily fall. It fell in the way of, I didn't want to have to go through a drive through because that was unhealthy. So I would just not eat. So last August, I got down to about, last August, September, I was about 105, 110 pounds. I'm now 140. I know, I know it's probably not great to share your weight, but a year later being 30, 35 pounds more than that is crazy. So to say I was at a low place, my health was failing, I was going through a breakup, I was literally homeless. And on top of that, while staying at one of my friend's houses, I had a very real experience of coming face to face with a guy holding a machine gun, like literally an AR-15. And it just felt like everything in my life was going wrong. And as much as I pursued the Lord, I just didn't see anything falling into place for me. And that was a really hard thing, really hard thing. So I just completely buried myself in resentment. And I was just so mad at the world and so mad at God for letting me go through this because I had this idea of what my life was supposed to look like. I was supposed to be married at 23. I was supposed to have the picket white fence. We were supposed to save up to buy a house. We were supposed to have this great big wedding. We were supposed to have all of these things that I think a lot of girls, especially Christian girls, dream of. And that was all taken away from me in about two seconds. It seemed fine one day. He was planning on proposing. And then the next day, everything that I valued felt ripped from me. And simultaneously, friendships also fell apart at the same exact time. Same exact time. So this is the context of where I was coming from. Of, hey, my life, yes, the breakup sucked, but then it just spiraled from there. And I ran to not such great things. Like I said, resentment starts and then it goes to a whole bunch of other things. So I was jumping around with different guys and like kind of trying to, I was saying I was trying to find someone new, but I really wasn't. I was kind of just using it as a band-aid. 
Last fall, I honestly don't think I would have said I ever planned on getting married. I think I started post breakup being like, yes, I need to find my husband. I need to do that immediately. And I was out searching right away, right? I shouldn't have been. But I think so many Christian people told me like, oh, well, I knew this girl and she got out of a five year long relationship and then she met this guy and he answered all of her prayers and did it all this stuff. And now she's married and she's happy and she's got five kids. I was like, that's gonna be me. Like, that's my story, 100%. And as I kept having things fail over and over, I was like, nope, that's not my story. So screw all of this. I'm gonna go and run to whatever guy would give me attention. And that's exactly what I did. Did it help? Weirdly, yes. Which is not the Christian response to say but it did a great job at numbing my pain temporarily. And I have so many notes in this journal of like, what the heck do you do when sin actually satisfies you? It's a temporary bandage and it feels like freedom in the moment, but it's not. Like we talked about in the first episode, it's not. It feels like bondage because I didn't realize it until I was out of that season, but the second I dipped my toe into sin, the second I let down my armor that the Lord gives me to protect myself against the enemy, he got a tiny little foot in. I said, okay, I'm just gonna feel a little bit of resentment because so much is going on and so much has happened to me. I deserve to feel that. And I let my guard down a little bit. And next thing I know, I'm jumping around with different guys doing X, Y, Z and my life is just completely out of my control. And it happened like that. It was so quick, literally so quick. Okay, that's not what this episode's about. The episode's about what happens after all of that. But I wanted to give that disclaimer for anyone who is going through a breakup. It's really hard not to run to all of that. And if you're in that season where you know what you're kind of living in is wrong, please message me. Or I hope this gives you encouragement. I hope the other side gives you encouragement. I hope me in my life right now of how amazing and like satisfied I am in life gives you hope that you don't have to stay in that. And also if you did do that and you did run to impure things or you did run to things that you regret, it's okay. Like let's pull you out of that, but it's okay. The Lord loves you the same and he wants to redeem that and I also believe he wants to use that story which is a really cool thing and how cool that we have such a loving father who cares enough to drag us out of that and say okay let's get up I need to show you my love I know you're running to all of these different things because you're so badly seeking love because you don't feel like you had it from the people in your life who were supposed to love you the best I didn't feel immediately, but once January, February hit, I just felt the Lord wrap his arms around me and just say, I'm sorry. Like, I'm sorry you had to go through that. I'm sorry this happened, but I have so much better for you on the other side of this. And I hope you hear that if you're in that right now. Okay, I moved abroad in January. And I decided to start the year with fasting, which reminds me of some weird thing someone commented on one of the videos that did kind of well, where they were like, 
you need to find a husband, you need to be praying and fasting until you find him. What on earth? Like, no. Okay, yes, you need to be praying and fasting. But like, being like, okay, let me go lock myself in the room and pray and fast because I'm impure and I must find a husband ASAP. That's so silly. Like, that is literally so silly to me. But given this, I believe there's value in prayer and fasting. So the beginning of the year, 2023, I decided to start off with the Daniel fast. I looked at, I walked into church the first week of January after doing some not so great things over New Year's. And I was just like, okay, God, I just need you. Like I've been running from you for way too long and I just need you to slap me in the face. Like I need you to do something. I was like, I'm sick of this life that I'm living and it hurts and I need you, but I don't feel you at all. I decided in that moment to choose discipline over my feelings. Was I feeling the Lord? Absolutely not. But was I gonna choose to pursue him even without feeling the emotion? Yeah. So I decided to fast for 21 days. I gave up all social media, which was weird because my job, you know, and I wasn't eating sugar, bread, like gluten. Um, I was eating meat. I basically was eating like just things that come from the ground, like fruits, vegetables, grains, but like the good grains and meat. And that was it. So moving to England and not being able to have the pastries right when I got there was challenging. And then not being able to tell anyone that I moved for three weeks was a little weird. Like, hi, I moved to England three weeks ago. I've been living here. It felt strange. Like I actually just sit in my emotions of, oh, I made a decision to move to a country where it's 20 degrees for the next three months. And I can't do it to like tell someone about it. Or I can't do it to post about it on social media. I just did it. So I get done with that fast and I'm expecting the Lord to like work miracles through this. I'm like, I'm going to get done with this fast and I'm just going to like feel the Lord and he's going to redeem and restore everything. And nothing happened. That felt like such a slap in the face. Like literally nothing happened. And I looked at myself in the mirror and I said, I'm still going to decide to choose him. Like, I'm still going to decide to choose the Lord because at the end of the day, what Jesus did on the cross for me is enough. Like, it came in that moment of like, am I going to rely on my own feelings for my faith? Or am I going to live in the truth of the gospel? And coming off of a season of a lot of hurt and feeling like I was living in a lot of bondage, I was desperately searching for that feeling of freedom that I knew Jesus brought. And I hadn't really understood it beforehand because yes, I sin, I sin all the time, but I didn't understand the weight of my sin until I walked through that season last fall, which looking back, I'm now really grateful for because I don't think I understood the Lord's grace as evidently as I do now without walking through that. Although, I hope I can walk through that and now speak on it so you don't have to go through that because believe me, it was a season of hurt. So I lived in England for six months. I'm realizing probably not all of you know that. I moved to England and I decided while over there, 
I'm not gonna talk to guys. I'm literally just gonna pursue the Lord and I'm gonna rest and I'm gonna let this be a season of rest. And it felt so silly, but I felt like I needed to be talking to someone 24 seven because after being in a relationship for five years and letting someone know your every move, I felt like I had to let some guy know what I was doing 24 seven for no reason at all. Just because I was so used to that, it felt very strange not to have that. And I kept my phone on airplane mode the entire time I was abroad. So when I was out of the house, if I didn't have Wi-Fi, I wasn't talking to anyone. Like I couldn't communicate, I couldn't post on social media, and my life genuinely became what's happening in here inside of me rather than what am I showing people? What am I telling people? It's how can I self-reflect and then use what's happening on the inside to then pour out to other people. I think that was a really cool thing about singleness for me where I was able to just turn off my phone and focus on the life that was happening in front of me. I wasn't worried about checking in with anyone. I wasn't worried about telling people my every move and the things that I was doing were genuinely for me. Like I wasn't traveling the world to show off. I wasn't spending time with the Lord to tell a boyfriend being like, oh, look how good I'm being or anything like that. Life solely became about me and God. And that's a really cool thing about singleness that you're able to do in a unique way. And that's not to say you can't do that while you're in a relationship, but there's so much more of an intimate relationship between me and God in my singleness that I know I might not be able to experience in a relationship. I think I'll be able to experience that intimacy in a different way, but I need this time of intimacy with God in this specific way in order to eventually love my husband well, in order to serve you well, in order to live the life that I feel like I'm called to live. And I think that's a really beautiful thing. And this isn't me saying like, if you're in a relationship and you've never been single, like get rid of that guy, kick him to the curb. That's not what I'm saying whatsoever. This is for the girls who are living in singleness and maybe don't really understand why they're still single or they're sitting around just waiting on a guy thinking their purpose is gonna come when they're married because that's a really hard thing to kind of get over. And I lived in that for a while and I still struggle in that of like, I need a husband, I need a boyfriend in order to do things. I don't. And I have to remind myself of that all the time of, hey, I have a purpose right now. And I believe we have a purpose every single day if nothing more to go out and love people and we we don't need a boyfriend in order to do that like you don't need a boyfriend a husband in order to live the life that god's calling you to live that's not to say kick guys to the curb and they'll never come but i don't know why we don't address singleness more when paul says in philippians i believe that it's better to stay single but if you have the desire like that's okay but he wishes everyone would stay single Life in singleness has been genuinely one of the most beautiful things of being able to just jump at every opportunity. I wasn't able to do a lot of the things I wanted to do when I was in a relationship. And that's not even me saying, oh, my ex-boyfriend was holding me back. That's me saying, out of respect for my relationship, there was a lot of things I didn't do, i.e. moving to England for a short amount of time. And I know that's a really big thing to say, but I'm gonna address that one first and then I'm gonna address it in the day-to-day -day ways as well. Moving to England was the craziest 
most rewarding thing I've ever done, like ever in my entire life. And I wouldn't have been able to do it if I was in a relationship. I'm able to say yes to so many more opportunities in my singleness. And I think that's why a lot of people say you need to be single in your 20s or take your 20s to be single because it is a really freeing time where you're able to just jump at things and say yes. Yes, things like moving abroad or something crazy like that, but also just little things of like, hey, I'm ready to go grab coffee. Yeah, okay, I'm out the door two seconds later. When I was in a relationship, even in long distance, it was, hey, we said we were gonna talk tonight or something like that. It was, hey, I need to check in with my partner in order to make sure that's okay before I go and do something. And again, not in a their controlling way, but in a out of respect for this relationship, I need to check in sometimes. I also think there's a really cool opportunity we have to learn from our friends in singleness. So I moved abroad with my best friend Heidi and I learned so much from that friendship than I, I think I honestly did from my five year long relationship. We sat down when we first moved over there together and we're like, okay, let's figure out how to live best together. And we sat down and made a list of house rules of, hey, we'll give corrective criticism. Hey, we're gonna over communicate everything. And we still do that. Is it hard and difficult at times? Yeah, we had a really hard conversation last night that felt very uncomfortable, but communicating things is nothing I've really ever experienced in a relationship. And now I'm able to kind of look at guys that I'm going on dates with and their lack of communication doesn't cut it for me. Like a guy doesn't communicate something with me, immediately I'm like, no, I'm good. Cause if my best friend can communicate with me better than a guy can who's trying to pursue me in a relationship, I don't necessarily think I'm gonna make that a priority in my life, you know? And I think just understanding people's personalities of like, hey, that's my best friend. We get along really well in these ways. That about her would be really great in a guy. It's a really cool thing in order to learn. And I think so many people are hard on girls who have never dated before. And I saw so many people commenting being like, I'm 28 and I've never dated anyone or I'm 24 and never dated anyone. And I don't think that discredits you. I think there's so many people that I know who have never been in a relationship, but truthfully can walk into a relationship so much better than girls who have had really long-term relationships or who have dated around because they have an intentionality and a depth to their friendship that girls who have been in relationship after relationship don't necessarily always have. And it's a level of commitment as well. In friendships, they're not something you necessarily walk away from. I mean, I know a lot of people do, but if you're committed to fighting for a friendship, you're committed to fighting for a relationship as well. So if you're looking at girls, guys, look at their friendships too. Like, how do they treat their very best friend? It's probably very similar to how they're gonna treat you, you know? I think that's truthfully the biggest blessing in singleness. You're able to do so many cool things. And again, I hate that when I say anything along these lines or I'm gonna post a video or maybe even get feedback on this podcast, people think when I say, it's really cool to be single that I'm saying it's bad to be married. And that's not it. Like that's not it at all. If someone were to come on here and talk about marriage or how it's such a beautiful thing, that isn't them saying, 
oh, screw all the people who are single. No, no one would even think that. So I hope you hear my heart in this, that it's not bad to be married, like not at all whatsoever. And I'm not bitter towards people who are married. I just think, again, there's not necessarily many people talking about the beauty that can be singleness. You know, next I kind of want to talk about the transition that happens or I guess like the different waves of singleness and what that kind of looks like. So I feel like there's the era of I'm single and I'm not talking to anyone. And that's what my season in Oxford was. And it was so, so, so beautiful. And not having the expectation to be talking to anyone is an awesome thing. But like I talked about in community of removing yourself from community for a certain amount of time, but then making sure you're putting yourself back out there. We have to do the same thing with dating. If we are, if our goal is to be married someday, it's not always great to just sit in that like, oh, I'm good. I'm ready. Like I'm good to be single for my entire life. I believe, yes, the Lord bring us our desires. However, just like you got to put yourself out there to find friends, you also eventually have to put yourself out there to find people. But I think a lot of people who are post-breakup or maybe just got out of a long-term relationship don't necessarily take the time to heal themselves and make sure they are healed. I just truthfully believe there's such a standard we can set in our singleness. And we don't necessarily always take the time to do that. Your singleness has a purpose. 100% it has a purpose. It is a purpose for your own life. It is a purpose for the kingdom. And if you are looking to get married or be in a relationship, I believe your singleness also has a huge purpose in that relationship in the future. Because I'm able to equip myself so well in order to love my partner better in the future. And in the same way, you guys know my desire to be a mom, I'm able to equip myself now and build things in my character now while I'm by myself, while I can make it a priority, that are gonna help me love my kids in the future better as well. And I think that's a really cool, beautiful thing. And I think we need to be intentional in our singleness and not just sit in it or curse it or believe it's a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. And I hate that the church makes women feel that way sometimes. Your singleness is not a bad thing. If you're 35 and still single, I'm actually gonna bring my grandma on the podcast because she is in her 70s and she is single and her life is so cool to me and i was talking with her about yeah i was getting involved in a church or i was trying i'm trying to tap into ministry but i feel so unqualified because i'm not married she was like yeah i get it it's like yeah like right it makes sense that you get it and i think it's really cool coming from two different sides of things of ages obviously where she has been married multiple times and for the past i don't even know how many years at least 15 years she has been single and she still lives such a purposeful life and i believe that's so cool and i think there's things that she's able to do even in her singleness at her age that married people aren't able to do also when we were in oxford we met this woman named ruth who really connected with heidi and she is single and she works in, I forget what country, but she does crazy mission work that she's able to just jump at opportunities and go. And she's able to just pack up her bags and go and do mission work. And at the drop of a hat, she's able to be in another country. There are so many cool things you're able to do in your singleness. 
And I get it if you don't want that to be the plan for the rest of your life. Me either, girl. Like, I want to be married. I would be married tomorrow. If that was the plan for my life, I would be married tomorrow and I'd be popping out babies the next day. If I'm being completely real and straightforward with you guys. So me saying all of this, know it's coming from that heart. It's not coming from a heart of a girl who's bitter or hates men or thinks your life is better when you're single. I just wanna share the beauty in singleness because there's so much beauty in singleness that I don't think we often take the time to appreciate. And I wish we would do a better job at it. Okay. I hope this episode spoke to you in some sort of way. I hope it fired you up to live out your calling if you're single. Also, married people or people who are in a relationship, I hope this maybe softened your heart a little bit to your friends who are single because certain times it's really hard. Like, it's a really strange thing to go about your day and not check in with anyone at times. And my heart does break for the girls who don't have community and are single because, gosh, that's hard. Like, this is the point I made in that last video that I posted on TikTok that did kind of well of like, you need, you need community and like girls stay in relationships so often because their boyfriend is their only community. And like, what can you do? Leave your one friend? No, you're gonna stay in a relationship with him. You're even gonna marry him because he's your only friend. But now I have all of these beautiful relationships that I understand where my time goes. And I understand the value of my time. That if a guy is not checking off the boxes he needs to check off or respecting me enough, or even I'm having enough fun with him as I would my friends, I'm not gonna waste my time. And it just sets a higher standard of having community. Again, at the end of the day, I'm probably gonna bring so much back to community because I believe it's so important. However, I just want you to live a purposeful life and I hope this episode did inspire you in some sort of way, whether it is to love on your single friends better or it is to just live out your purpose better in singleness. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope this reached your heart in exactly the season that it needed to. I love you and I'm grateful for you. Thank you for being here. Bye guys. Okay, last little side note. I just went back and looked at the poll and the breakup one is higher. So, woohoo, we chose the right topic. <laughs> okay, have a great weekend. Love you. <laughs>